Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 13, how achievement, mastery, and productivity go through the roof in the new paradigm with Fernanda Eschenique. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable. Today I have as a guest Fernanda Eschenique, and Fernanda is a real kind of global woman. She's someone that has this level of of sophistication and um, grace about her that's really admirable. So Fernanda is a classic high achiever, and you'll hear her story from her shortly. She's mastered many, many things in life, and she's just getting started. But all of that achievement for a really long time used to look necessary to Fernanda. So it didn't look like she was just out doing fun stuff and doing it in a really awesome way just for the fun of it, just for the sake of being alive. You know, it looked necessary. It looked like she was earning her safety or her keep in the world or however it looked in Fernanda's head. It was driven by a seriousness, you know, a fear, a heaviness that I know many of us can relate to. And when it's driven by those things, it comes at a really high cost, as you can imagine. So for Fernanda, that cost came in the forms of stress and anxiety and depression and really long-term eating disorders. But all of that changed for Fernanda a couple years ago when she came across this amazing understanding and this new paradigm that we share here in Changeable. And when she really saw something about what's there by default, you know, what, where, where her well-being, where her source of peace and well-being and worth really comes from, that changed things in huge ways, as you'll hear. So today, Fernanda's mastering as much as ever, but with a lot more ease and grace. She's a coach who works with high achievers, and you can see more about her at lifeontelus.com. That's lifeontelus.com. So I really hope you enjoyed the conversation with Fernanda. Hi, Fernanda. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Hi, Amy, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Um, Yeah, me too. Super excited. So... So you work with high achievers and um, and you've been one yourself, I assume. So maybe that's a good place to start is just just tell us a little bit about your life as a high achiever and, and kind of what, what was in your way and what you've seen about that personally. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess my where to start my journey as a high achiever, I... I worked as a professional dancer for many years and I was um, accepted into a dance school in Sweden when I was around uh, 17, 18 years old, something like that. And I got in on my first try and I graduated as one of the top students and I was awarded the biggest scholarship for young dancers in Sweden. And then after around 10 10 years uh, in the dance world, I had my first baby. I have three kids by now, but when I had my first child, I just felt called to to try something else. To As a high achiever, I guess, I, I felt like I was kind of done with the dancing and the dancing world. And I 
wanted to challenge myself to something different. And I pursued one of my, my other passions, with it, which is uh, economics and math. And, and so I, I dove into that and um, got an MBA from Stockholm University while working full time and while raising uh, two small children uh, that I had at the time. And, and I managed, I guess as a high achiever, to graduate not only one year earlier, but I was also offered my dream job before finishing my studies. And here's, I guess, if you want to call it, you know, the paradox about all of this, you know, because even though I, I was a high achiever and I was really successful with a lot of the things that I set my mind to do, I was just uh, struggling a lot. Um, I had anxiety. I had depression. I was struggling with food. I was so devastated every time that I didn't get a job at a dance audition. And even as a, uh, in the financial markets that I was working at, I, it's just a very, very uh, demanding job and a high level. Um, it's super competitive as well. And it was a big struggle always just to not be promoted when I wanted to. And I, I wanted to rise fast and I wanted to move fast and I wanted change to happen fast. And I just felt that I didn't have time to waste. And through all that, it was just this struggle, this feeling of struggling. And, and on top of it all, not being able to figure out food was just like a blow to my ego and everything that I wanted to be and who I wanted to become. And through all that, mess you would say just feeling kind of lost and not really understanding why I remember going to to a therapist and really asking her like I don't get it why am I unhappy like why why do I feel like this when the things are really you know it's going well and I don't understand I'm not happy and we tried to do like going back to the past and digging up a lot of crap and didn't work, just feeling worse. And in the middle of all that mess, I came across your book, Amy, and it changed my life forever. And I feel like crying almost here, but yeah, just the understanding that you showed me in the book. And I remember listening to it on, on an audiobook like probably 20 times. And I felt in the beginning, like, I don't know if I get it, what she's saying, but I know it is truth. I just knew that what you were pointing towards made so much sense. And I had been a student of mindfulness for many, many, many years. And it all kind of came together. And I kept on listening to your book and I kept on reading. And then one day kind of just, I just saw it. I just saw what you pointed towards. I just saw my thinking. I saw the thoughts. I saw how the human experience works. I saw that there was this, this wisdom in there guiding all this time. And I know I shared this before with you, Amy, but feeling that this wisdom was kind of laughing at me. <laughs> like <laughs> just being there present in every moment, just like waiting for me to wake up to it and see that it was there all along. And it truly... Yeah, since then, it just opened up life in a way that I never thought was available to me. All my anxiety went away. All the crap around the food struggles went away. 
And it opened up to now sharing this and helping other people with this, which I never thought I would do ever. I kind of resisted it for a long time as well. But just this wisdom kept pointing me towards this, that I had to share this, that this had to just, yeah, go out into the world somehow. And yeah, so here I am today. Yes. And you are sharing this in huge ways. And it's amazing. I mean, speaking of like high achievers, I don't know. I'm curious and I'll ask you that in a minute if you even still kind of feel like one or consider yourself that. But it is amazing to me to see you just come across this and, you know, short period of time and be sharing it in such a way. And and part of that I think is you for sure. And part of that is this understanding because there's a lot of people for whom that happens, me too. Like I heard something and started writing a book, you know, and it's like, what? <laughs> like, how, what's that about? You know, but, but there's such like, I love how you said that. You said it so beautifully. Like there's, you just knew it was true before you even understood it. It yeah. felt true. And that does, that's amazing. That does so much of the work for us. It's like, it's then, then we're just doing things and sharing it, you know, without needing to understand it first. Absolutely. So do you consider yourself still a high achiever or like what, how, how does that feel now? Because I, I'll tell you from the outside looking in, it looks like you still achieve a lot, but I'm curious for you to say a bit more about like the, the difference and how it felt then versus now. Yeah. So I would say yes, in a lot of ways, but in a, in a, in, at the same time, I want to say that yes, but in a completely different way, because in the past I would have this drive, this feeling that I'm wanting to do a lot of things and wanting to accomplish things or to master things, like this drive for excellence, which I still absolutely love. It's just something within me that I know that I'm just there. I just love mastering things and, and having that, that zone of excellence, I guess, like especially in dancing and ballet where you really have to master something. But today, instead of being devastated when things don't go my way or being totally, totally crushed uh, when, you know, I get, I know, or when someone, you know, when when I feel that a door has closed or instead of feeling stuck or feeling overwhelmed and instead of comparing myself to others and instead of having this horrible performance anxiety and, and, and feeling that my worth is dependent totally on other people and being in the hands of other people and having people love me that is just gone like that surprises me so much every day like sometimes I feel like you know I really don't care if people like me and in a good way like I totally (laughs) couldn't care less yeah and it's such a beautiful feeling because I know that I know where that feeling of, of feeling worthy and of love where that comes from and I, since I've seen that, then nothing else matters in that way. And what, that, what happens, I guess, is that I can still go out there and achieve things and just, but it becomes playful. It becomes like, I remember you, Amy, telling me one day, you said, well, nothing is at stake. And that resonated with me so deeply because exactly that, nothing is at stake. Never, like my happiness. My well-being, me as who I am, is not at stake, was never at stake. And just knowing that allows me to do things, pursue things, try new things. It allows me to fall. It allows me to fail. 
and without it giving it any meaning, just jumping right back at it and trying something else then and just this playfulness that I, I guess allows for for rapid change and for rapidly achieving things and not having this this inner <laughs> chatter constantly holding us back and, 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 and criticizing every move and this fear that I used to have. I used to just feel so much fear. You know, what if I try and I fail? And what if people will criticize me? What will people say? What if people will hate me? And and just being so caught up in that and and just also feeling so much, you know, who am I to do this? What will people say if I even, you know, who am I to take the stage and, and, and own this space? And you know, not even feeling worthy of it almost. And and just all of that has changed so much. Now just knowing where that where that inner voice comes from and not not fearing it anymore. I love that. Can can you say a little more about like knowing knowing where your worth comes from? So seeing that thing about, oh yeah, not I can be playful. I can just try things. I can fail because nothing's at stake. Like, like how is it? Like, how do you see that now? How is it that nothing's at stake? Because I'm sure people are listening saying, what do you mean nothing's at stake? <laughs> Failure, it could happen. You know, people won't like you. Like all the things you said don't affect you in the same way. So What's that shift? So here's what I've come to see, I guess. And and something that I feel that, Amy, you have pointed me towards this. And you have taught me this and showed me this within me. So that first of all, that nothing can break us. Nothing can scratch us. We are innately just by, by default, just resilient and healthy and full of well-being as you usually you know you share this Amy and and when I started to sense that and to feel that and just suddenly no I noticed that oh everything that has happened to me in the past none of that actually scarred me in any way that I could at any moment just wake up to the truth that I'm okay like regardless of what happened in the past I'm still okay I'm okay in this very moment, I am full of peace and well-being and I am happiness and, and, and nothing scratched anything within me. I'm not scarred. That was just an illusion, a lie we've been told. And when I truly, truly saw that, that means going forward as well, that nothing that ever, you know, that happens to us can scar us. It cannot, you know, go in and scratch who we, you know, this, the inner being, that, that our psyche. And, and just that gave me so much how do you say, like, just to be brave and just to move on with life in, in, a, in such a free way, knowing that nothing that I will do in the future or going forward can scratch my psyche or scar me in, a, in any way or, or, or break me. And I don't know if that makes sense, but from all of that, also sensing this common sense, this is wisdom within that is always there and pointing in the right direction and just knowing that allows me to trust that regardless of whatever step I take, that I'm, it's okay. I am okay. It doesn't matter if I fail or, or, you know, what if, okay, what if, say, we lose all our money? I mean, all, and, and everything just goes to hell and we're co- totally broke and we're living on the streets and, you know, we can even paint that horrible scenario. And even that, knowing that my psyche is intact, like regardless if I'm standing on in the street with my family and we're 
poor as hell and everything just was a disaster. And, and just even that, even then, we are okay, each and every one of us. Like our psyches are okay. Nothing can break that. And that gives just this feeling of empowerment because then, yeah, whatever. And then nothing is at stake. And we are here to play this game of life. And we are here to, to, to grow and to move forward and expand and just see what shows up. And just also this feeling of trusting, just trusting that wisdom is showing us the way and it has been showing us the way. And just be curious instead and not being in need of controlling everything, the outcome, controlling people. I remember having this need of, I need to know exactly what's going to happen and control everything and, and, and believing that I could control anything. And now I just know that there is nothing I can control just to drop that, let that go. And just, I guess, more enjoy the ride fully, just show up for it and see, just see what, what comes up. And it's never going to be what we expect anyway. So why even expect anything? You know, when you talk about our, our psyche is always intact and that can't be hurt. I mean, it's so, it's so foreign to see this until we've seen it, you know, that the worst that can happen is a thought Hmm. and a thought brings a feeling. So the worst that can possibly happen to us is we feel bad. We think some stuff, we feel bad. And, and again, like, I know this is how, this is part of what you saw that really brought this to life for you is like, seeing, oh, okay, that stuff can, so sure, you can lose all your money, you can have some big failure, all these things can happen. And it's not to say that's not going to be difficult or that you won't suffer a little bit in the process of that. But I love what you're pointing to. It's like beneath that, you can't really be scratched. So you can feel some surface stuff that might be really uncomfortable. But when you see that for what it is, you kind of just, that resilience comes up, which is just it's just huge, isn't it? I mean, I'm I'm guessing most of the high achievers you work with don't don't come in kind of having that sense of things. No, absolutely. And I think that is probably the biggest thing that I see with with the clients that I work with and and this transformation of what you point towards Amy that the only thing that can ever rattle us or scare us or <laughs> or intimidate us or it's just that, or just thought showing up and, and, and creating all those feelings and, and that's about it. So yeah. that's what we're up against. We're up against the thought. And w- when we see that and we know that, then so much peace comes through. I mean, really, truly. And just what you said also, this is what I see for myself as well. And, and for a lot of, of the high achievers that I work with this, of course, uh, just thoughts showing up and all this, through all this fear and, and, and or creating all this fear and, and a lot of these thoughts around, you know, oh, how who am I to do this? Let's just, you know, and even for myself as well, this this thinking showing up, insecure thinking, just uh, screaming like, abort, abort, just stop this. What, what are you doing? Like, do not put yourself out there anymore. It's scary. It's dangerous. And just, you know, hold back, hold yourself back. Like, that's it. And just pointing towards that, that we all have the same thinking. Like how, just how ridiculous is that? It's not even original. <laughs> and for all these years, we've been thinking that it's my thoughts. This is me. This is yeah. who I am. And this is my identity. And then suddenly we're all sharing a conversation and just like, oh, and you have exactly the same thoughts, but you are 30 years older than me and you live across the world. Like how, how is that possible? Like we don't know each other. 
Like, yeah. why? <laughs> and even that, it becomes then even more ridiculous. And you see how impersonal that is. And that thought just kind of wanders from psyche to psyche and just kind of messes with us. And it just becomes more fun to start seeing that and not, not taking it so seriously. And that lightness that I hear in you when you share it and just that light and that kind of childlikeness that you share around doing stuff now. It's more like playing and experimenting and and not all the time, I'm sure. But you know, when it isn't, it's exactly what you just said. It's like, you know, seeing, okay, that's that's that that universal thinking that comes in that's the same in all of us, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and kind of just just the lightness around all of that. Um is huge because right away that shows us, oh, we don't have to do anything with this. It's not like, oh, I have this issue. This is who I I'm a, you know, I'm a stressed out high achiever. So give me the fix for stressed out high achievers. No, it's like just seeing how our experience works, right? Absolutely. And I think that is the biggest thing that oh, I mean, just looking back at myself all those years, like, oh, like trying to fix that. Like can, you know, going to therapy, bringing that voice to therapy for so many years, <laughs> wasting so much time and effort trying to kind of manage it or not even being aware of it, to be honest. I think for a lot of people, it comes down to that, that we are not aware of that voice even. Uh, for me, that was like a huge revelation as well, because I thought that was me. Yeah. So coming to that place where where we don't need to, so many things, I guess, fall apart when we start looking towards this and we start to understand it and seeing it deep, deep, deeply. And for example, I see a lot of people trying to plan everything and buying all these beautiful planners and trying to map out in the, the next day, quarter and every day, having it planned out how it will go and our revenue goals and then breaking it down from there. And it becomes this whole doing and this project where we're constantly trying to manage everything. And then, and, but then there we are. We, we show up to that beautiful plan with the crappy thinking that comes along. Yeah. And then if we are unaware of that thinking, then of course we're not going to execute on any steps or any plan because <laughs> we're just going to be thrown you know, here and there and all these thoughts are going to show up. They're going to start you know, with the same old crap. Who are you to do this? Or, Let's just uh, you know watch TV instead today, or, or well, this looks scary. Or then we find something else that is shiny and that we want to try instead, and so we just kind of don't execute anyway. So it becomes this whole mess of just trying to accomplish something, and it becomes a struggle. And then we have to fight all these these thoughts and these feelings that we're having, the, the resistance that we feel, and and then we try even harder, and then we try a new planner, and then we try a new strategy, and then we try a new tactic, and then we try a pep talk and then we hire a coach that will be even a bigger pep talk and tell us you know to try even harder or try my strategy or or if not even worse it becomes this place where we just kind of are resignated and accept you know that okay maybe this is not for me and then we hire another coach so we can talk about you know finding another life purpose and and finding ourselves because maybe that's the problem and and oh my god we can spend forever <laughs> in that place. And it's just not necessary. Totally not necessary. And especially when we see the true, you know, source of anything that is happening to us and how this human experience truly works and how kind of beautiful it is to sign anyway. And just to be comfortable with this unknown, to walk in the darkness, to just allow ourselves to, to explore 
and, and to be carried, you know, to to different things that we are not expecting, to be open to being surprised. And, and life just becomes so much more fun. I love talking about this ironic, like, like for me, that what you just described, that's the irony in high achieve or just in high achieving terms, right? So mm. like, well, let me plan more. Well, let me set a better goal. Well, let me get a more expensive coach. Well, let me do all these things, thinking that's going to lead us to the, to the achievement that we're really looking for. Like you said, because in some way that achievement looks like it's our ticket to happiness or security yeah. or safety. But when we don't need that ticket, when we see that's there already, all of that gets to fall away. And this kind of the irony along the way of of all that stuff we're doing, like you said, we could just go on and on forever. Like when you're trying to fix yourself, you never get to the end of that job hmm. ever. I've never met anyone who's like, okay, I'm I'm good. I mean, I've met people who know this understanding <laughs> and have said, okay, no more of that. But when you're in that mode of like intervention and fixing and this mindset and that planner and this goal, you'll never get to the end. There is no end to that. So it's so nice to hear you say, you know, that that when we drop all of that, it's not that we're just giving up and saying, okay, I don't want to work that hard. We actually get more of what we want. So can you say a little bit more about that? How it's like the less we do and fight in many ways, the more we tend to kind of achieve or just like the more creative we are. Absolutely, Amy. And I think for me personally, the biggest thing was trusting because it comes down to trusting, trusting that wisdom actually knows what's best for us. And, and, and in a good way, like not, I'm not talking about in a, like a religious way or, or uh, I don't want to use the word God, just trusting, trusting that this, this, Loving intelligence that is kind of powering up this whole universe kind of got it figured out. Like sometimes I just think about that, that this intelligence created stars and a whole universe and electromagnetic field and bodies that have hearts that beat that, you know, blood cells that we, you know, we can create babies. And I think this intelligence kind of has to figure it out. And maybe I don't need to interfere that much. So I can hold my goals and dreams in my, you know, in my vision with intention and play with that. But it's this playfulness, I guess, that it, I feel sometimes that it reacts to. This intelligence kind of meets us there in that when we drop everything. And at the same time has all these other cooler things in store for us. And as soon as we stop interfering, like life should look like this or Life should be like this. When we stop with all these shoulds, people should be different and life should be looked differently. And I think that life should be like this. And instead, just say, okay, then I'm just going to surrender to life being whatever life <laughs> will be. Yeah. Like life does what life does and just be okay with that. And then I feel like rapidly things start changing and things start happening. And I, you know, I, things that I, I thought, you know, were almost impossible to achieve starts happening. And it becomes this cool game in the end of just like, okay, let's keep on trying new things and playing more and just being open. Open again, I think something that, again, you, Amy, has, you showed me to be open to opportunities and opportunities show up in the moment. 
Like we cannot plan for opportunities. Like, oh, in two weeks and three days, an opportunity is going to show up and then knock on my door. And then I know I'm going to take it. Like, it doesn't work like that. We can't put it in our planner. <laughs> and if we are creating a, a little plan and with, you know, well, in two weeks, in three days, I'm that day. No, I don't have time for opportunities knocking on my door because I'm going to do a, a webinar that day or whatever it is. <laughs> I've set my mind. <laughs> and it becomes ridiculous because maybe that opportunity is what will, you know, take us to the next level or take our business to the next level or ourselves, you know, um, to, to, to a new place or have that transformation that we truly want. So the same thing there, I've been just much more relaxed about allowing opportunities to show up and be curious. And sometimes just being curious about things or people showing up, crossing my path and just being curious if I wonder what this, this person is carrying with them to, that will you know, impact my life. And just as stumbling upon your book, Amy, how that was in my, you know, when I looked at it the first time, it felt like totally random. Like I was just browsing and then suddenly your book, I guess, popped up somewhere and I kind of clicked on it and who knows. And then I started listening and then my life would change forever, forever in a deep, deep, deep sense. And not only for me, but the ripple effect has been huge in people around me and my family, friends, uh, my parents, uh, clients I work with, my coworkers. Like it's huge ripple effect from that event that seems so random. But now looking back, of course, it's not random. How could that be random? Like, I feel this loving intelligence, this divine intelligence, totally laughing <laughs> at me, just even thinking that, <laughs> just saying, hey, that was an opportunity that you took. And sometimes I feel that this intelligence kind of knocking on our doors many, many times, not giving up, like, hello there. I'm trying to point you towards something here. You're being terribly stubborn about this. Like you're trying to figure it out on your own. Like, hey, I'm giving you the answer. And it's like, okay, got it. (laughs) I'm ready. So today I'm much more open to that. Like more, a lot, sometimes a lot of things don't make sense. It's like, really? This is what I'm supposed to do? Like, no, doesn't make sense. I, I would never do that. But it just won't go away. It's just nudging me there and just pointing me there and saying, no, that's where we're going. And then just saying, okay, then, okay, then let's do this. That is such a fun thing to, as we see more about this, I think, and how, how life really works and how we are guided by that divine intelligence that like all the time now I have a feeling in a direction that my mind says, nope that doesn't make sense. Mm. And, you know, and I think we all do, we all do for sure. But I used to, and you know, a lot of us kind of go on the side of the mind. Like, well, I don't know what that is. And not even, not even my conscious choice, but it's like, we just, our mind is so much louder than anything deeper, you know, in our own heads. And so that if it doesn't add up or doesn't make sense, then we just don't do it. And that actually looks, looks like a wise thing from, from some places, you know, but then that's something that is flipped. And I know it has for you too. And it does for people. It's like, no, I don't care what my mind is telling me. I'm going to go with that deeper feeling, you know, and that is so cool. And I love what you're saying. Like so much opens up from that. And it's almost always bigger and better than what our mind had in store. That's the funny thing is, is, people get scared, I think, understandably. And I was there and you were there of, no, if I'm not managing my life, 
things are going to fall apart and it's just the opposite. Or if I'm not forcing change and doing a bunch of practices and strategies, I'm not going to change. And it is the complete opposite. <laughs> it's the craziest thing, but I love, I love talking about that in all these different areas and, and with productivity and achieving too. It's like, no, we get to do so much more when our mind isn't so full of you know, trying to pull us in all these different urgent directions. It's incredible, I think, what happens when we when we let go of trying to manage exactly what you are used, trying to manage how, you know, every single step, just letting that go and just allowing something else to emerge. And and you mentioned productivity and, and I've been a productivity junkie all my life and read all the books about productivity. And my whole life was around like, how can I be more productive? Like, how can I be more efficient? And I was so proud of myself for being like a productivity ninja and getting so much done. And, 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 and even though I was, you know, couldn't breathe sometimes, like, oh my God, you know, just doing so many things, but just taking pride in that. And today, I think I do even more stuff if you look at it, like what the output is of stuff. It's just tremendous amount of output, but it doesn't feel like it. Because there's no no real work behind it in that sense that it's not doesn't take me forever. It's not I don't have to warm up to it. I don't have to you know do a pep talk before I do it. I don't have to write it down in the calendar, write down all the steps, having all perfectly micromanaged. I just more I show up for it, so things come through me in a different way. And I, as a creative person that I am, and I mean all the years that I spent in dancing, which is a lot of, I used to do a lot of uh, improvisation and work around that. And it's a lot of creative work and, and being in that flow of create, creating things and how to, that is wisdom and this intelligence working through us and, and how to be able to apply that today and in other creative aspects and even in, in, in the work that I do in the financial markets and to be guided by that flow, that state of, of flow, of, of just being in the moment, of, of having more not pushing. And it's so different because today when I sit down, for example, to, to, to write something or to create something, if it's not there in the moment, then I don't really push. Just say, okay, I just, it's not the moment then, I guess. I get up, I do something else. And maybe it's a little bit later or maybe it's the next day or whenever that moment shows up, I know. I feel it. I know the wisdom is right there and pointing me like, hey, now it's the moment to do that thing. Awesome. And then it's like just downloading the information, allowing it to come through. And it takes so much less time and so much less effort. And, 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 but also, Amy, I want to point towards something that you mentioned. And it's that having that the loud voice screaming like, oh, you know, or don't do that. That is scary. Who do you think you are? You know, you shouldn't do this or or whatever crap it comes up with, it's, you know, oh, we don't feel like it right now. So also having that feeling, just being aware of when it is just that kind of crap is just not true. Like sometimes noticing my mind screaming, abort, abort, you shouldn't do this. It's uncomfortable. You know, we hate this. Like stop. Like just <laughs> sometimes it screams like go and delete your whole, you know, web page. Like just abort. Like <laughs> shut everything <laughs> down. Let's just back into our little cave again and just stay there forever and ever. And I just know that. I don't trust that voice. I don't pay yeah. attention. I don't pay it attention. I don't take it seriously. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. Like, you know, and in the past, I might have taken it seriously. It might have been something that like, yeah, I need to just step back, 
take everything down, turn off the lights and go hide again. Totally done that. I mean, I don't know how many things I said no to, I passed, you know, I I didn't show up for, or even auditions that I didn't go to because my my mind, this lower primitive part of the, of the brain was screaming, you know, don't do that. You should stay at home. Why even bother? Like, why even bother? Just, just having that, you know, and I listened. I said, yeah, of course, why even bother? Who am I to even try to do this? And by listening to it, staying at home and not showing up fully in life, not playing the game of life fully and then feeling that a lot of things were at stake like you know my ego my career me as who I was being and of course my happiness and well-being and my psyche you know what if I'm turned down and then my psyche will be scarred and broken forever and if you feel that that is true then you need to protect that little fragile uh, psyche forever and ever from all kinds of things that might hurt it and yeah maybe stay at home made me miss out on opportunities. And it cost me a lot looking back. And of course, it would have cost me a lot looking to the future as well if I didn't kind of wake up to this understanding and really seeing that, oh, nothing was at stake. Something else is at play here. That's really the difference. I mean, hearing that you are doing so much in the world and that you have that voice still that comes up that says, shut it all down. It can sound like, I mean, first of all, I think that's just normal. <laughs> we probably all have that in our own way. But but listening to you talk about it like that can sound like, wow, she's so brave and courageous to like go forward anyway. And yes, there might be some of that, but it's also exactly what you're saying. And that's what makes this different from everything else is it doesn't really take bravery or courage to overcome that. It's It's that you've seen something about it. So you still hear it, you still feel it when it's there, but it, but you just, you, you can't unsee what you've seen. (laughs) And like you were saying so well earlier, everybody has that kind of, you know, like you've seen that that isn't personal. Mm. You've seen that that's just insecure thinking, that it can't hurt you. So it is brave and courageous and strong to not listen. But at the same time, it's like that becomes easy for people or relatively easy for people when we really see this. So does that make sense? So much sense. And I, you know, totally agree because I don't feel brave in any way. I don't feel, I don't feel courageous. I don't see it that way. I just see it as I've, like you said, I've seen, I've seen the truth. That's about it. And it, once you've seen that, then, I mean, really, if you look at the Wizard of Oz and, and that story, it just illustrates that perfectly. I mean, yeah, they were brave all the time when they were scared of, of you know, <laughs> who would, they, you know, scary monster. And then just when we see the truth and it's like, oh, then you don't have to be brave anymore. It's not about that. I mean, that's it. And I I do feel fear a lot of times, sometimes on a daily basis. But I totally know what what is creating that fear. And then that's okay. I can just walk around with a feeling of fear, but that's about it. That's it. it. It truly feels like go walking into, you know, like uh, Universal Studios and then we walk into one of the, the rides and it, oh my God, it's so scary. And it looks absolutely, you know, you're scared in the moment, but you would know that it's just that experience in the moment, creating that fear that it's like nothing is at stake. You're like, we're totally safe. We are uh, buckled up in, in a kind of machine or a ride that is taking us along that journey. And and as soon as we remember, it's like, oh, this is an illusion. It's just a ride. And they crafted it pretty awesome. And it looks real. 
and that's okay. And then we yeah. can still feel fear because it just, yeah, it kind of scares us in the moment, but that's okay. That's okay. And that's exactly how people, because I'm always thinking about habits, but what you're saying is such a parallel to that. It's exactly how people walk away from habits and, and make change in that way without willpower. So you don't need courage, just like you don't need willpower to fight anything when you see that the thing you're trying to fight is just a guy behind a curtain. <laughs> it's yeah. not the big powerful Oz, you know? So I love that. It's, um, it's totally. so cool. Yeah. And so helpful, I think, for people to hear from you and to hear it in these different areas of life, the same exact same principles. We're pointing to the exact same basic understanding. Everything that you shared about your psyche and like what that thinking is. I mean, huge, amazing stuff. And we could have this conversation. We kind of had it around high achievers, but we could have it around anything. And that's, that's so cool to see. Yeah. And it points, like you said, it points towards anything we do in life, doesn't it? Everything and anything. And then absolutely with habits. I mean, I was stuck in a destructive habit, but like for 25 years or but like forever, kind of forever, if you look at it. Yeah. And just this understanding showing me that it was, was not, nothing really in the end. It was not at all what I thought it was. And I was not up against what I thought I was up against. And just seeing that as just, oh, it was just that kind of, old broken record playing in the background and I've been listening to it <laughs> and been <laughs> believing it. I thought it was true and I thought I had to act on it. And oh my God, it was just like a looped old record. Yeah. Mm. That. that was profound. And it just, just once you see that, you cannot unsee that totally. Thank you so much for this conversation, Fernanda. It's been awesome. So deep and so helpful. I, I know people are going to love it. So thank you so much for being here. It's been awesome to just, just like on a personal note to kind of watch you wake up to all this. And I mean, it's such a, such a perfect illustration of what it can be like. Is like, it doesn't have to take years of undoing, and you know, to kind of get your psyche back to clean because it was never dirty to begin with. And yeah. as soon as you woke up to that, I mean, like you started to share, like just so much in your life changed. And, and you know, it's, that's not uncommon. I, I see that all the time. And I know you see that all the time now in the people mm. you're working with. So it's just awesome to hear from you. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you, Amy. I mean, thank you so much for having me on the show, but also... I mean, I will be forever grateful. You know, I, I always say that. And you showing up in my life and I mean, your book and your The Little School of Big Change, which I absolutely love. And also you being my mentor for the past year has just impacted my life in ways that I never thought were, was possible for me or even couldn't even imagine that life could look like this or be so different. So no, yeah, truly, Amy forever grateful. I am so, so, so deeply grateful for everything that you've been pointing me towards and everything that you have shown me and pointed me uh, towards all their, you know, the work of uh, Sydney Banks and, and, and all this understanding that is just, yeah. I mean, that's it, right? Like I feel the same way. Like I, I, I came across it, everything changed and then you just go out and, and pass it on and that's what you're mm. doing. So it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you. Great to talk with you here. Thank you, Amy. Bye. Thank you for listening to Changeable. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know. 
subscribe to Changeable, or leave a review so others who need change can find their way here. And if you want more on how change really happens, head over to dramyjohnson.com and grab the free PDF, Three Simple Ways to Break Free from Habits, Anxiety, and Addiction, even when you've already tried everything else.